expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. Hello and welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Keith Manconi. Long-distance fishing is a valuable industry for Taiwan. In fact, government estimates put the annual haul at 45 billion NT. But there is growing concern that all these far-flung vessels are basically out of control and that they're ignoring laws on what kind of fish they can catch and as a result causing significant damage to the ocean's ecosystem. It's to the point now that Taiwan is facing a possible trade sanction from the EU over these fishing practices, and the government has responded by pledging to stiffen penalties for illegal catches. But international environmental group Greenpeace is warning that the government may not be able to move fast enough to make the needed changes. To tell us a little bit more about what's going on out on the high seas, we're joined by Taiwan Greenpeace Oceans campaigner Yan Ning. Yan Ning, thanks so much for joining us today. Hi. So uh, Greenpeace actually caught one of Taiwan's fishing vessels in the act uh, earlier this year. Uh, back in early September, uh, Greenpeace activists boarded the Xuan De Qing 888. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about what they found? When we uh, went on board of Xuan De Qing 888, we found there is discrepancy between the logbook and real catch. And mm. we also found nearly 100 kilo of shark fins on board. Also through the interview, uh, the captain and the crew admit they transshipment at sea without permission. So kind of three different uh, infractions there. Uh, let's break that down a little bit uh, for our listeners. Let's start with the one that's probably the easiest for our listeners to understand, uh, the, the shark fins. So they had a, a big amount of shark fins in their hull, and that's uh, an illegal thing for them to be catching and carrying. Is that right? Yes. Um, under the... Um conservation and management uh, measures of Western and Central Pacific Ocean, you cannot, uh, fishing vessels cannot uh, do shark finning at sea. Mm. And you have to keep the fins with the body when you catch shark. So ob- obviously, this captain, um, they, they, they are against the law. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's uh, just so our listeners can understand, let's uh, talk about those other two infractions. So the, there was a discrepancy in the logbook. Why would that be a concern? Uh, it is important for all fishing vessels to report their real catch to the authority. Then the scientists and the <clears throat> regional fisheries um, man- management organization can know how much fish still at still left at sea, and so they can do proper scientific scientific management and monitor. Mm. Mm. So if you if you didn't report it back, then it belongs one of the illegal activity. Mm-hmm. And so that that's kind of related to uh, the other issue that you found that they were uh, transferring their caches to other ships. Uh, you were telling me before the interview that that also makes it difficult to know how much fish these ships are catching. Yes, um, under the regulation, if you want to, if fishing vessel wants to transfer their cash at sea, they have to uh, apply it first and to get permission. And all the transshipments should be taken under observer's uh, record. So if you didn't do this, you mainly um, uh, break the law and nobody knows those illegal cash goes where. Mm. So this is kind of 
the main incident that's gotten a lot of news in Taiwan. A lot of people have been focusing on this. And this is uh, the thing that I think has uh, really pushed the EU to make these stronger statements. Uh, but Greenpeace is saying that this may just be the tip of the iceberg. There may be a lot more of this kind of illegal activity going on uh, in Taiwan's uh, fishing fleet. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit more about the broader issue here? What are you worried is happening out there? Mm, Taiwan is one of the distant water fishing powers in the world. Mm. Taiwan has the most number of longliners in um Pacific Ocean and Indian Ocean, but among these, but compared to this amount of big fleets, the capacity of the authority is not uh, enough to manage effective effectively. And so, some because the fishing fleets are so many, so it's easy for you to imagine that sometimes there is a illegal. Ca- Activity and it's very difficult to monitor at sea. And help us understand what the real consequences are here. So, is uh, I mean, basically, the concern would be that these uh, these fishers are getting too many fish, or or are going to have a, a real negative impact on uh, the ecosystem in the oceans. Is is that really what we're worried about here? Yeah, one of the main threats to the ocean is overfishing. So the uh, when we talk about the tuna stock, like the sashimi tuna, we usually eat the big eye tuna and yellowfin tuna. They are both overfished at Pacific Ocean. So if we cannot manage our fishing capacity, uh, that means we cannot manage how many vessels we want to. Uh, Uh, state at sea, or how much how much uh, fishing effort we want to put, it will be um, difficult for uh, for us to stop the overfishing crisis. Mm. Uh, and let's focus for a second, because in this incident, really the the thing that caught people's attention is uh, the shark catch. So, uh, what kind of a danger is that posing to uh, the shark population out there in the waters? Sharks are the keystone species at. The ocean, so、um, shark is at the top of the food chain. So once the shark stock decrease, the that will threaten the whole ocean ecosystem.、Mm. Yeah, but the price of shark fins are much higher than shark bodies.、Mm. So it's easier for fishermen to cut the fins because it's smaller and the price is higher.、Mm. All right. So、uh, basically, in looking at the way that this case was handled,、uh, Greenpeace has some concerns with the way that、uh, the Taiwan government responded to this specific case.、Uh, and th- there, there was a government response.、Uh, they suspended the ship's、uh, license for eight months,、uh, and they also fined it 150,000 NT.、Uh, but you're saying that that's not enough? Yeah. It's.、Um I think from the from the judge of the fisheries agency, we cannot see what kind of standard they use to to punish this vessel. Why eight months or not one year, and why one hundred and fifty thousand NT dollars? Because compared to the illegal、um, catch, the price the price of、uh, compared to the price of illegal catch, one hundred and fifty thousand NT dollars is. Pretty low、mm. to prevent this situation happen again in the future.、Mm-hmm. So, according to EU's、uh, suggestion, the penalty should be at least five times、uh, over the the price of illegal catch. Then、mm. you can effectively、uh, prevent this kind of illegal、uh, fishing happen in the future.
Right. So basically what's happened since then is the European uh, Commission has issued what they're calling a yellow card to Taiwan. And they're saying basically Taiwan has uh, six months to clean up its act here. Uh, and if it's not able to do that, then it could uh, face some serious trade sanctions. And uh, as we've kind of already discussed, uh, fishing is a, a pretty big industry for Taiwan. So this could really hit Taiwan where it hurts. Uh, so help us understand what are the kind of changes that uh, the EU is going to be looking for Taiwan to make in the next six months? EU is the biggest uh, seafood consumption uh, place in the world. So they are very concerned about the uh the legality of the seafood. So that's why they want to cooperate with um, different countries to improve the traceability and also the fisheries management. So um, when they issue this yellow card, they want Taiwan to improve the fisheries management in the next six months. And um, the main uh, suggestion is to revise the current fisheries law largely, like uh, increase the penalty and also revise the framework of the whole fisheries law. Mm. So you've already kind of discussed uh, the the issue with the penalties and, uh, you know, you saying that uh, they need to be increased. Uh, let's go into that framework that you were just talking about. Uh, what are the issues with uh, the laws as you see them? Right now, the current uh, fisheries law, they are very old. Mm. The the law itself is very old, and it's lacks of the basic definition, like uh, distant water fishing. Mm-hmm. Where is what kind of uh, fishery it it is, and where does these uh, vessels operate, and what kind of um, target do they catch? Mm. Uh, we don't have this kind of information in the main law, and also there is no vision of what kind of uh, fishing capacity is Taiwan going to develop? Like in five years or 10 years, how many vessels are we going to have or are we going to cut in the future? Because most captains are um, about 60 years old. So maybe 10 years later, the to- the whole landscape of fishery will change a lot. But in the current law, we don't have that kind of vision and we don't have that kind of uh, management plan in mm. in the law. So it sounds like what this is all kind of aimed at is setting some level for how many fish we think it's okay uh, for Taiwan's fishers to catch and making sure that we have the, the capacity to keep it at that level. Yeah, and also there is... There is no um, indication of uh, how can we use the uh, scientific suggestion or the precautional principle to uh, like to use some um, ecosystem-based um, uh, measures to evaluate the fish stock and how do we manage and how do we um, review the performance. This is what... Uh, missing in in the current law. Now, Taiwan's government, uh, as I said earlier in the interview, they have uh, committed to increasing the penalties, uh, and they've also, in some of the statements that they've released, they've said that you know they are they are uh, very committed to uh, adhering to some of these principles of uh, making sure that they manage the, uh, the 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 fish stock out there and they manage these uh, these vessels that are out there. Uh, and they've said that they are working to be a good partner in this effort. Um, 
Uh, but Greenpeace has said that you have some concerns about uh, whether or not the government will be able to make these goals in the next six months. So uh, tell us about that. From our experience before, the attitude of Taiwan government is not very positive. Mm. Like in the uh, some RFMO, the Regional Fisheries uh, Management Organization, they don't um, provide some operational data to the to the body because they they think it will threaten our fishery. But actually, those data should be public available because scientists can do better monitor and evaluate. And also the NGO like Greenpeace or Pew or WWF can also give their effort to the government to have a better management suggestion. Mm. So basically, you're hoping that they'll be more open to uh, partnering with environmental groups like yours. Yes, and also more transparent for the data and more uh, public participation in the process. So what do you think it would take uh, for them to meet these goals uh, and, and make the kind of changes that they need to in the next six months? I think first the attitude should be changed a lot because you have to uh, cooperate positively with EU and to revise the law quickly because six months is really short and you have to send it uh, to legislative union when the session begins at February. So mm-hmm. the time is really short. Mm-hmm. So if we don't have a, a plan now and it will be difficult for EU to um, take off the yellow card in six months. Mm. Uh, so your group is actually uh, making efforts right now. You're actually uh, promoting some of the changes that you would like to see with uh, very, you know, academics and various groups uh, around Taiwan. Is that right? Yeah, we think it's very difficult for fisheries agency to solve the problem on their own. So mm. we also develop a recommendation on uh, distant water fishery, and we. Uh, are sharing our recommendation with academics, uh, NGO, and legislators. We want more people to um, take care of this um, issue, and we can work with fisheries agency together. And so just looking forward, what would the perfect system uh, look like in your opinion? I mean, uh, of, of course, there's international concern about overfishing and the impact that we're having on the ocean. Uh, do you think that uh, it, it's possible for Taiwan to uh, have its fishing system in such a way that, you know, it, it, it'll have a balance and there, there will be s- sustainability in the ways that it does its fishing? Of course, I think it's possible. Like um, South Korea and Philippines, they both got yellow card in uh, last year or the year before last year, but they also revised their fisheries law quickly in six months. And then EU just took off their the yellow card and they revised the fisheries law largely, like in, increase the penalty and also um, uh, make clear definition of all the fisheries and and give um, different different kind of penalty to different size of fishing fleets. So I think it's possible for Taiwan to move. And we also look forward to cooperate with the fisheries agency. All right. We have been speaking today to Yan Ning of Greenpeace. She is Greenpeace's Oceans Campaigner in Taiwan. Uh, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Thank you. 
And thank you all for listening to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk, our weekly series of interviews from and about Taiwan. For ICRT, I'm Keith Manconi.